Hello everyone and welcome to a special edition of the to-do list. Yes, this is for the 2021 Eurovision Song Contest. Yes, we are so excited to be doing this episode yet again this year. We usually talk about a few of the entries that don't appeal to us as much um, and then we talk about the big five and then we also discuss our favorites of the year along with a little other tidbits along the way. This is always one of our favorite episodes. Again, this may have more of a European appeal than it would in the U.S. because a lot of Americans don't know what this is, <laughs> sadly, sadly, but um, it's always a fan favorite too and also one for us. So we're excited to be back again this year. So to hear our thoughts on 2021, let's go ahead. Hi. This is Noah. Hey, this is Camberly, and this is the, the To Do List. List Special Edition. Hello, everyone. So this this week is something we're really excited about. Very and excited. Very this excited. This makes us excited every year, and this is our second year doing this. It is the Eurovision 2021 review. In that, Woo-hoo! we basically watched all 39 videos. No. We watched all 39 videos, and then we ranked our favorites, the ones that didn't speak to us as much, because we like to keep it positive as possible. And then we talk about the big five and, of course, the Netherlands, who is hosting it this year. I do want to say that to all our American fans, most of you aren't going to listen to this because you don't know what Eurovision is, sadly. And you, I, I tell you, go check it out. So I think we're going to get a lot of people here who are mostly from Europe, and because of that... We're not going to go into the whole history of it or how it works. You can watch or listen to last year's or look online to find out the information that you crave. But uh, it just, we don't want to waste the, you know, people in Europe's time. And we love Eurovision. Thank you, Europe, for keeping this going. It makes us so happy. We we missed it last year. But I would say, I would argue you love the Eurovision Song Contest so much, you actually watched 40 videos. Because didn't you watch one of the ones that got disqualified? I did. Yeah, before it got... that's not a beer, I promise. No. Um, before it got disqualified, yes, I did watch so I would, the roost. I didn't get to see that one, so I would argue that you love Eurovision Song Contest <laughs> more than I do, first of all. Second of all, I feel that I need to say, yes, for the American listeners, no, we're not going to go through the format. Let's just suffice it to say there are two semifinals, and there will be a final, which will be 26 entries, and that'll be held on May 22nd. Yes. But... The format, I'm not saying Americans don't have interest, but apparently... They should. Well, Eurovision, apparently, word on the street, is going to be starting America's Song Contest in December of 2021. Okay, here's the thing. What's the thing? I'm just going to say this. It's not the same difference because, yes, there are big differences between Americans as far as different states and cultures and, you know, different, like, types of music, perhaps, or Native American tribes, stuff like that. I got it. But I just feel like this is this is a European thing, and I just feel like it should stay there because I don't know. It, I will it's, see. It's 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 Eurovision. It's Eurovision. We'll see what ha- we'll, we'll see. I mean, it, it's Americans interesting. don't need to be stealing that. Come well, on. Well, what's interesting stuff. is they no. want to like have America Song Contest, but yet they don't let us watch the actual live performance. I know. I know. That's so, the irony to me. But if if you as an American are interested, just know that. Um, you might have to get a VPN. What? Wait, what's that? I don't know what that <laughs> because is. What's that? They um, won't let uh, us watch. They block us, and the only things we can really watch are the official videos that are on YouTube, which are a lot of fun. We watched them all. But that being said, you're going to have to get creative because they block us. Yeah. So there you have it. 
I was being coy. I really know what a VPN yeah, is. I'm I just pretending like I don't know what it is because <laughs> I don't want to know. So with that, we're going to move in to our, um, how should I put this? The ones that were left us wanting more and not that I want to see more yes. of them, that I wish they had delivered more in their actual performances, if that makes sense. It's our nicest way of saying these are the ones that I personally ranked 37, 38, 39, and I will say that for me, there was a little bit of a debate in my head that are you ranking as a whole, the entire group, not just the bottoms, but all of them, are you ranking them on your personal taste, on what you think will appeal to the broader audience, whether that be through a European sensibility or an American sensibility or appeal to the world? It was kind of hard for me this year particularly to determine what I'm ranking on, but Camberley and I... Uh, decided that what we're going to do is rank it on what appeals to us. Right. And this, we also did it a little bit differently this year. And last year, we watched all the videos last year in one sitting. This year, we, we spread it out a bit. In some ways, it helped me because I was able to reflect a bit more, but it did also... I ranked and re-ranked it. <laughs> it did. And there was a lot of re-ranking in mine. So I will say, I wrestled a little bit with some of these. But... Well, yeah. So it was a little bit hard that, and also it was a unique year in that there were 39 entries, but 24 of them were returning because 2020, the entries, it didn't happen. The Eurovision Song Contest was canceled last year, so the Sadly. 24 of those entries were given the opportunity to return again. So I, it was also weird because we had previous experiences with some of them, and that's wherein I land in the one that I put at the bottom. I do remember this entry from last year, and I actually liked this artist a lot better than last year, but the one I ranked the worst was, I'm sorry, it's Georgia, the country, not the state, but I'm sorry, Georgia. The artist is the same as it was in 2020, the event that did not happen. His name is, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, I'm trying, Tornicate Capiani. The song was You. And this one, when ranking, it's kind of a battle. Do you rank based on how bad it is or how boring it is or what what is bad what really is worthy of the worst and for me i guess the greatest offense you can do is to bore me and i feel tourniquet capiani did this whereas last year i heard his music and i thought whoa uh, uh is this like daughtry is like you trying to be like daughtry this year when i heard him i was like oh is this air supply so it's very interesting to me that he resonated me both as Daughtry and Air Supply and it's the same artist and I usually don't use Daughtry and Air Supply in the same sentence but I literally just did it, it was it was pretty boring and also what bothered me the most is the pacing it felt as though there he liked the dramatic pause as if this were a monologue but it's not a monologue it's a song so basically he'd say things like I wanna see with you and at the end, I was like, can you actually finish a phrase without a pause? It just really, really shocked me. At one point, a choir came in, and I'm like, nope, even the choir can't save it. And a lot of times, a lot of Eurovision songs will whip out the choir. Choir can save it. So it was my worst. Yep. So oddly enough, actually, this one ended up in the bottom for me as well. Um, and you know, I don't want to get too much into it. But my issue watching the video and also listening to the song was was this strange ode to nature. And that's great. I love nature. I'm a fan of Mother Earth. But it just was kind of odd. And on top of it, it really, I don't feel like it went anywhere. And I don't really understand what the point of it was. And I forgot about it as soon as I finished watching it. And, and, and I don't want to be mean about it. That's pretty much all I'm going to say was I just was not intrigued. And it was just confusing compared to last year where it seemed like two different 
completely different artist. So I was a little confused, and so this one landed at the bottom for me as well. Well, two things. I, maybe he changed from 2020 to 2021 so much because he felt like what he did in 2020 wasn't working. Maybe he felt this was a different angle. Maybe that's why he changed so much. Maybe, but he, he, he would have done better the other way. I see. Second question I have for you is, did you actually rank your bottoms? Is this your actual bottom? No, I, don't, I didn't do that because I didn't want to be mean about it. So I just know where the bottom ones lie. And I <laughs> a lot of things were in the middle. So I, I didn't do it. So either. when you were taking notes, I'm literally imagining you putting thumbs up and thumbs down. That's kind of what I did. I put a red check mark or a star or my own little system. And, and, and this one got three like minus signs. Three minus signs. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of minuses. So, no, the way, what, so what would you do? And this is interesting to me. What would you do if you, by Tourniquet Capiani, made the finals? I don't think he will. I, I, I just don't think he will. So I don't have to worry about it. Well, but we'll that, see. And that's fine. The reason why I ask is because Eurovision is a weird weird thing in that oftentimes we can't predict what will happen and there's voting blocks. Yeah. And sometimes they aren't voting on quality of the song or quality of the presentation. Sometimes there's other factors coming into play. That's yeah. why I ask because... I am open to the possibility that we could be surprised and perhaps he might slither into the final. Or, um, creep. Creep's a better you word. You never know. Creep's you never word. know what's going to happen with Eurovision. So the, the next one for me, um, this is the second pick. Again, not in any particular order. Um, oh, boy. So this one is from Portugal. Oh, Portugal. Uh, you're, you're a beautiful country. I've been there. Great country. Um, this mm, wasn't perhaps the strongest entry. Um, and that would be the Black Mamba, I think it is. It is. It is, it is the Black Mamba. Okay. I'm familiar with the Black and, Mamba. And, um, okay. So, when I started <laughs> watching the video, I, I, I knew there was issues right ahead. But here's the problem. When he started singing, sometimes you'll get something a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Um, and, and so I thought maybe at first it was it was a comedy song, and then it was going to go somewhere. You thought that? A, a little bit. Kind of okay. like... Uh, like uh, there's like Iceland's kind of uh-huh, uh-huh. kind of tongue in cheek a little bit I feel in retro. I thought maybe it'd be something like that and then it would get maybe a little bit funny was or it go his somewhere. And it wasn't just that, it was the vocals, it was the presentation, and then I realized that it wasn't going there. That this is who he was and this is what he was presenting to us. And it just did not work for me, unfortunately. Um I punched out within the first 10-15 seconds probably. So, yeah, this this definitely was one that I um, don't need to see again. And but my, I wish him well. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it positive. I wish him well. Um, you said you punched out. I, I made notes about your reaction sometimes. I literally wrote, she crushed it. Would you say that's truth? I, I did crush it because I just, you know what? I needed to do something while watching it so as not to waste my precious life. Yeah. And to be that, I mean, you played Candy Crush. Yes. And we are not being funded by Candy Crush. I also... You you had, you did watch some of the video because I, I wrote yeah. down the comment that you said Pee Wee Herman happened. Well, yeah, it's I mean, the outfit, that's wasn't not, it? No, it's just the whole vibe, and really? I, I don't want to be mean about it. That wasn't mean. I didn't get that at all. But it's just it 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 just did not work for me. It did not that's work fair. for me, is what I will say. Well, interestingly enough, I concur. Actually, I did rank my bottoms. I ranked all the way through, and it landed number 38. Now, what was confusing to me is when it first started... Um, sorry, it is the Black Mamba, and the name of the song is Love Is On My Side. Yeah. I'm glad something is. Uh, because for me, it was hard in the beginning. I felt... I didn't know where it was going to go, and at first, the instrument instrumentation... Uh, like, I was interested, because it almost sounded like the instrumentation from State Fair. And I know that's an obscure Rodgers and Hammerstein musical to reference, but that's the one that came to me. And I actually found his voice interesting, but I also found it very repetitive and boring. 
it, it just didn't really go anywhere. And that's what frustrated me the most. One of the lyrics was, and it stuck with me, which was, maybe not tonight. And that stuck with me because I thought that applies not only to the song, but also your chances into making it into the final. Because this song, it just... If you're going to do something that's so repetitive, you need to go somewhere. The clapping at the end, I felt like that was indicative that they wanted me as an audience. Like, they were kind of subliminally telling me to clap. And I'm like, uh, because I I should feel that by myself. But honestly, it just it frustrated me. I, I literally wrote, I'm leading, I wrote, good luck, bless your heart. And I meant bless your heart in the southern way. Uh, southern the southern United, United States, States way. <laughs> which... which um, basically is 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 not necessarily a compliment it's it's to basically go oh wow you know bless their heart it, it's a little bit sarcastic it's bless your heart it's and, bless your heart well and i was also confused <laughs> one of the things i love about eurovision is that inter- as you mentioned when we were talking about america song contest mm-hmm. one of the things about eurovision that's so great is the international flavor that can come through in some of the songs yeah and this is portugal now, maybe I'm naive, maybe I'm stupid, maybe I'm just ignorant, but I did not get Portugal from this. Now, I'm not saying they can't be diverse and there can't be different music style, musical stylings, but I did not get a sense of Portugal I'm, from this. I'm okay with that. Me. I'm okay with that because I don't expect countries to do that because a lot of there's a lot of the same kind of dance music over and over and True. over every year, and I wouldn't know which country it's from. So that's not for me a necessity it's just bring me something that's a little bit more interesting it's not and it's not a necessity but i feel as though if you're going to do something that represents your country and make a unique choice yeah. i, I kind of want to see something that i'm like oh this represents you and your country and i don't yeah. and, but that's not why i put it at the bottom i put it at the bottom literally because it bored me and it yeah. didn't go anywhere boredom nope. is a greater offense than anything else i've seen fair enough so now this is my third pick, and actually, it kind of was a tie between two countries, um, and then we can move along, because I do want to say, I want all these countries to prove me wrong. You get on that stage, and you make me eat my words, so this, I, I, I want to keep this as positive as possible. So, um, between two... You're rooting for them. You I two. am rooting for them, yes. We're rooting bottom three. No, but I have two that are tied. Oh, oh, so there's a tie. what ended up happening was, I couldn't decide between these two, um... One of them was Norway, and I do want to say I love Norway. I love Norway Norway a lot. Um, I feel like they do really well when they bring in instruments and uh, that are big in their own country, a little bit more traditional. I feel like that that's where they really shine. Not trying to pigeonhole anyone, but um, this is one of those ones where I wouldn't necessarily know where it came from, and that's fine. Every country's allowed to do that, but um, I just didn't know what was going on. There was a lot of confusion. you know, he's wearing this angel outfit with a bunch of people in black dancing around. I get the concept. He's a fallen he angel. Chains. He's a fallen angel. He has chains. Um, but it was kind of reminiscent of like um, Flava Flav with the, the big bling on him and things. So Come and get your clock. It kind of looked like, you know, he was kind of like Eminem and Flava Flav kind of style going on there. Really? But he okay. didn't. That's not what the song was. No, and I, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm it, not, yeah. it was confusing. It was just a confusing... I didn't know what was... He had one look, but he was coming across a different way. And that could be interesting, but it just wasn't for me. So, it was a little cliche. Michael, and elevator music, kind of. <laughs> but, with a flavor flame outlook. Which like is what visual. confused me. It was just very confusing. It's like if, So it's like if Flavor Flav got trapped in an elevator without his own music. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it was just confusing. It was just confusing. So my query to you about Norway specifically, uh-huh. their entry, Fallen Angel, is with this artist, if you had not seen the video, yeah. would you have ranked it higher potentially? No. Okay. I, I didn't care for the song. I just felt like it was, um, you know, like some band who 
does like small clubs in New York City and 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 they shouldn't kind of and you're just like ooh you're okay that you're not a songwriter yet and I just didn't feel this was a strong piece and and it just didn't wow me it stayed the same level the whole time so I found it confusing that's fine the reason why I ask is sometimes I, what I got from you is basically that the visual and the song didn't seem to unite and I didn't know if the visual actually no, hurt the song no, in every no, point. No, 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 so no. for me I actually when my evaluations I usually stayed away from the visual I tried to listen to the song as much as possible because it is the Eurovision song contest right. not the Eurovision video contest but then eventually I'd look in and then I'd go back and watch it again so it has nothing to do with it for me visual has nothing to do with it cool. I'm going to pay attention to the song first but I do watch them at the same time and it still didn't wow me regardless so got it you know there's that so the other one actually is um and bless you um this this is russia oh this was difficult for me because last year little big was there i'm actually a fan of little big i love little big and i loved uno and uh, so i was excited uh that did not that is not why i put russia down here even though little big is not here this year i was a little bit disappointed but willing to give the new act a chance here's my reason why I felt like she didn't know who she wanted to be. And that's why both of these countries, Norway and Russia down at the bottom, is that they just seemed confused with what they were doing. And I felt like she was doing three different styles. It was three different styles in one song. And it was like she didn't know what to do. Um, the same thing kind of happened with Australia, but but she got <laughs> knocked out of the bottom. It's that whole confusion. Sorry. It's the whole confusion of not knowing how to construct a song, perhaps, or taking it too many different directions. And I feel like this is what happened with Russia, and I didn't like any of the directions it went. And so I had to step away, and so there you have it. I, step I have a query for you. It mm -hmm. sounds to me like you had, because you said... Australia got bumped out of the bottom. It sounds to me like you had some trouble ranking the bottom or the top it's, or what was Well, going I on. felt like, uh, I hate saying it, this year there was a lot more bottoms for me. And when last year I had a hard time putting, like, I had too many at the front. So this year I feel like it, it's not as strong of a year. Um, and, you know, Australia wasn't necessarily in the bottom because I feel like she had some promise, but that, that song had I some actually. Issues. I actually so, liked Australia better this year than last year, truth be told. Oh, I yeah. Felt, yeah, she did much better this year than, than But you're not amazeball. So I'm not going to say uh, she's amazing. She's, she's in the middle, heading towards the bottom middle. But <laughs> but she, she's wow. gotten better because last year she was in my bottom. So I'm proud of her. And I think that her voice is... It, it, once it gets there, she has quite a range. But it's just the song was very disjointed, but it, not enough to knock it into the bottom with Norway and Russia that were both too disjointed. Interesting. If that makes sense. No, it really does. And the reason why I asked you about the ranking, because I also had trouble ranking, but as I said, there was reshuffling. My trouble was actually more at the top. When you mentioned it may not have been the best year, I, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. And part of it is a lot of them like had competed last year, and I felt like they'd put so much energy and effort that that might have been their best offering potentially or they scrambled. yeah like. I, I i can see that it's kind of like um when a band puts a sophomore album out it's the first album and everybody's like whoa you know uh, they they put all their energy in the album and then it becomes a huge hit and the record companies like put something out now to keep it going and it's not as strong and i felt like a lot of um people had that problem some them. some did improve there were yes. many acts there were many acts that improved but i i just struggled and for me personally i am looking for that song that i'm passionate about like i remember uh Netta, she did Toy, and I remember Chingy's did Truth from Azerbaijan uh, was that entry. And those songs stuck with me. I was passionate about them, and I was looking for a song that I was passionate about. So for me, it was harder to rank the top, because mm -hmm. I was looking for the one that I can get behind that I'm just like, yes! Right. This is amazing. And I just felt like, even from the newer entries, I felt this was a tougher year for me to rank, for whatever yeah. reason. My bottom two, I 
actually, <laughs> I actually wrestled with them a little bit as well, but mine, I was able to make a decision. My number 37 is definitely going to one. I, I wrestled between Russia and San Marino, and I'm not trying to, well, and San Marino get my got my 36 ranking, it's San Hate, Adrenalina is the name of the song, and I actually liked her last year. I mean, part of my frustration is, I, I was wrestling with, why am I putting her so low? Mm -hmm. What's my issue with the song? Because I like her as an artist, but I last year I liked Freaky, but I don't understand why I kept on putting her to the bottom, and then I thought, you know what? It's because I'm bored. Of all the danceable songs, it just didn't do it for me, and look, I don't care if Lorida comes. It yeah. doesn't matter. I, I mean, in my mind, that's neither here nor there, because, okay, if you have Flo Rida, and I'm not saying I know Flo Rida like the back of my hand, but... From my understanding, he has not had a top 10 hit in the United States since 2015 when he did My House. So, okay, you're bringing in Flo Rider to help your song, and he is not necessarily most relevant in the United States right now, so uh, how is he going to draw people in in Europe? I don't understand. But take him out of it. I'm going to ignore that. Looking at her performance and the song itself... I, the song was catchy but bored me mm -hmm. there's nothing outstanding about it and the video she looked bored like she really had deadpan on her eyes the entire time I, but that's even here that was 36 that wasn't my bottom it was just a wrestling match I might bump her up I might not actually Australia was my 35 and the reason why I didn't put Australia down there is because I like some of her vocal styling she did some yes, interesting things she did so that interested me more than what Sen Hit did with her vocal stylings even though I don't like Technicolor and I didn't like Australia, no. I felt there was something interesting about her voice and in the verses. So anyway, yes. I, I'm going too much. My number 37 is Russia. I mm. agree with you. Yeah. In your tie, I actually would put it, you tied it with Norway. Norway mm. wasn't in my 35 through 39. Okay. I put Norway a little bit higher because I didn't think the song was abysmal if I ignored the video completely. That's kind of why I asked as well. Okay. But Russian woman, <laughs> by I want to uh, say her name correctly, I'm sorry. Uh, Manitza, I, I, I just had to put it at the bottom. And I'm all for ridiculousness. Yeah. As I mentioned, boredom is the greatest offense. I'm all for ridiculousness. There were some things I liked about it. I don't speak Russian, but that wasn't a factor for no. me. Because there were many languages spoken in the Eurovision Song Contest. So it's not about whether or not I understand. What I did not understand. After I heard it originally, then I went back and watched the video again. I don't understand the four people around her. I don't understand who she's performing to. Is she talking to the audience? Is she talking to actual Russian women? Is she mm -hmm. talking to the four people around her? And then the style of the song, I'm like, whoa, wait, is it rap? Is it a nationalist song right. for Russia? Is it performance art? I don't understand. And when I was debating, oh, is it Adrenalina worse or not? What it came down to is what would I listen to on my Spotify or on my Pandora if I took out the video and took out the performance value and I just listen to the song, it would hurt. I, yeah. I, w I would have to. I, it's just it's just too many styles competing. And I felt if she would just have committed to one, I could have bought in. I could have bought what she was selling. But because she's so all over the yeah. place, it just didn't work for me. I'm not even getting into the controversy. Because I'm too aware of too much controversy in the Eurovision Song Contest this year. Maybe we've done too much research. But she's had some controversy in Russia as well. That is not a factor in my evaluation no. at all. I'm it, looking it, at, it's just the song's disjointed. It just did. It, it, it's hard It's hard to swallow. Yes. It wasn't necessarily so palatable. I don't have a problem with her. I have a problem with the song itself, regardless of whatever singer you put in. Some people have a problem with her as a performer. 
I'm I'm ignoring that. I'm yeah. looking at the song alone. So yeah, yeah she was she was my number thirty seven. There you go. I, I said, so there you go. So we need to move on. I think we, we need, need to bring in some positivity. We, we need to focus on oh, uh, rather than focus on the songs that need help or need. I'll bring. I'm not going to get all religious. Say they need Jesus. They needed a higher power. So those were our songs that we felt needed a higher power to help them out. So we're going to move on to what's known as the Big Five plus the host country. Yes. So the Big Five are basically the countries that get automatic entry into the final plus the host country. Because the last time Eurovision Song Contest was held was 2019. The winner of that contest was the Netherlands. Therefore, Netherlands is the host. Was supposed to be for 2020, but since it was canceled, they've allowed the Netherlands to retain their hosting title as it were right. so at this time we're just going to talk a little bit about the ones that will automatically be in the final which are the big five aka italy germany the united kingdom france and spain and the host country which this year is the netherlands got it so how do you feel <laughs> all right so i'm gonna start out i guess with my least favorite of them which is the uk okay uh which was embers by james <sighs> newman this one I ranked number 30 out of the 39 entries. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I want to reveal what Camberley said before we started this one. But to me, it just sounded like another one of these self-help songs. It felt very formulaic. I felt like the choir, because, you know, you got to have a choir, I guess, yeah. in Eurovision Song Contest. They came in earlier than I expected to. Uh, but there were lyrics like, There is something growing. Light up the room. You and me forever were free. Nothing can stop us. Look, I didn't like it when Starship did Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. I didn't like it when James Newman did it. So I, I wasn't really that impressed. I, I never want to be present when he's dancing again. Now, I don't want to necessarily be mean to him. I just, I, I didn't feel that was a good selling point. I felt the other dancers were more entertained to well, me. Well, not everybody has to be a dancer, and I'm okay with they that. They don't, but not then everybody don't. everybody has to be. But sometimes they want to add action to a video, and I feel like with Eurovision, there's this big thing to make it danceable, and a lot of the time, and, and it can be kind of predictable. I, I just feel like I don't even remember this song. I mean, I saw it and I listened to it twice. I don't remember anything about it except for the guy, what he looked like, and there was a tunnel and people making out. There were fireworks. Yes, there were fireworks. And I remember the bits and pieces, but honestly, I cannot remember the tune at all. And that's a problem. And that's yeah. a problem. I don't care. I don't want to remember it because I was so bored. And, and, and it just... It just wasn't. You know what frustrates me about the UK? What frustrates me about the UK, UK? And I'm not trying to be all US centric or whatever, but uh, the UK and US tend to be musical powerhouses um, in a lot of ways, for good or for bad. Um, and it's like the UK just sends people that I'm never wowed by. And I think part of it's because we said this in the past that it actually is kind of cursed to go on Eurovision sometimes from the UK because if you have a big name, you wouldn't do that. You know, Adele's not going on Eurovision. No. So. You know, it's just bless his heart. He tried. <laughs> do, do you want to say what you said before you hit play? No, I don't remember. I can I say it or yeah, no? of course. You said I'm bored already. There you and go. the reason why is because the UK is a repetition. I think that's what Campbell is addressing. Yeah. What I will say about the UK this year is last year I did not like them. Last year in 2020, in the event that did not happen, I ranked them 37. This year I ranked them 30. So UK moved up in my mind. Now were they amaze balls? No. I stand by the statement that the fireworks were the best part of that video. The so. ending was the best part Aww. of that video. I, I'm sorry. I love the UK, but it, it was, was an improvement. It, it, no. From the previous year? Yes, no. it was. In my mind, it was. Anyway, moving on. Do do you want to pick... Okay, so the next one, as if I go from basically top to bottom of the big five yeah. in my ranking, 
My next one was a returning artist from Spain called Blas Canto. Uh -huh. His song was called Voy a Quedarme. Uh, I actually remember Blas Canto from the 2020 uh, entry and I enjoyed him immensely. This one to me was a little bit of a letdown just because I loved him so much yeah. the previous year. Uh, this year, I, I felt it was formulaic. I felt like they were trying to play upon my emotions. I remember uh, he started the video with a Bronte quote, so apparently Bronte speaks to him. Well, he started slow and he set the mood, so I did like that. Mm -hmm. Where he lost me was the chorus. I did not like the chorus at all. Uh, he did make me want to look up the lyrics. It's just the chorus really seemed to be formulaic and was trying to emotionally manipulate me and tug on my heartstrings. And then when I actually watched the video, uh, it didn't change my opinion. I, I just felt last year was a stronger entry. I know Camberley had done some research on the, the impetus to writing the song and that right. added a perspective. But in the end, if I'm listening to the radio, I don't care. I just want a song that speaks to me. And, and I get that. And there's a couple entries that this happened with where people lost people due to COVID. Um, uh, there was another entry, which was Amen. I forget what country that was from. There but were two Amens. There were two Amens, but it was with a gentleman. And um, look, ugh, this one falls with that one. They both have wonderful ideas of why they were made. It was because, uh, from my understanding, the one from Spain, he lost his, his grandmother, I think. And it was devastating. And it's been devastating for a lot of people. And I get it. I get it. And the, the man is a beautiful voice. A beautiful voice. And I, I, it made me realize how much I love the Spanish language. I just, I really do. I, I think it's just beautiful. But the song was just very formulaic. Um, predictable a, a little it, it's just gonna get lost in the shuffle unfortunately regardless of the meaning behind it because I don't think people always go to Eurovision for deep meaning and, and that's not ripping on it it's supposed to be a fun competition like American Idol even though it's songs that's already been out there it's not to be taken too seriously and so it doesn't mean serious songs won't win here and there but I just feel like this is gonna get lost in the shuffle right the other you would reference the amen that also had a COVID-19 yes. rel relation. That was Austria. Yes. It was Vincent Bueno, amen. Yes. And, and they both had beautiful voices. I want to state that. They both had beautiful tenor voices and the meanings meant a lot to them and you could tell how much it meant to them and they were beautiful in that way. But I just feel both of them are going to get lost in the shuffle and probably wouldn't be remembered a couple years down the road. Two things that showed up for me was in the one from Spain, from Blas Canto, mm -hmm. you and Camberley liked the ending of the video or you liked the way it ended. I remember you oh, saying Oh, I that. did love that. I loved how at the end, basically it was this big crescendo. That was unique. A big crescendo of music of the chorus after he does the, the change, the key change, and that just stopped. And that I liked about it because it's almost like sometimes things happen and life just stops. That's how I took it. Huh. It just ends. And it was kind of like, ooh. That I liked about it. That was a very powerful statement, but the rest of the song didn't necessarily live up. And I feel I it didn't translate because of the lyrics. The lyrics right. and the video, when I watched the video, it seemed it was written for an, an, a, a familial relationship. His grandmother, yeah. And the lyrics, or, when you yeah. translate them, tended to be more romantic, romantic which in implication. Confusing. So yeah. I don't know if that's cultural. I don't know if that's the way he wrote or they wrote the lyrics. It just, it didn't necessarily translate as well as I would have hoped. Yeah, it. I agree. I completely agree. So the next one of the big five and hosts that I, I feel we should talk about is Italy. Oh, Italy, Italy was one that we have, it was actually the last, video, the last video we watched watch. of all of them. Um, so I, I guess I'm giving, I don't, I ranked it number nine. I actually liked it. I don't know if that will surprise Camberley or not. Because a little bit. It, it is by, I want to pronounce this right, I'm going to say, Monaskin Zitti e Buoni. 
And this one was a different style. It kind of reminded me of Finland's entry from this year. They, they both went hard with the rock. And mm -hmm. what impressed me at first, at first, I thought, I like Finland's better. But then I listened to it again and reflected on yeah. it. And really, this one's catchier. I, I was paying more attention to the, the actual instrumentation and how skilled they were at the guitar and yep. the musicianship. Also, I will say the front man of Moneskin is a good showman. It, it is catchy, even though it's in Italian. It, it yeah, I, I respected the artistry of it and it, it grew on me. Actually, at first listen, I wasn't all in. But then I watched it a few more times. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I see, I see. And I respect them for being a new vein. What I will say is I don't think it way. I don't. But I, I appreciate it a lot, actually. I think it's sexy as hell. Oh, and, sexy. And I, oh. I said mm. Italy, yeah. So here's <laughs> the thing with Italy. I, I, fi I find this one interesting because usually with Italy, you expect um, like their last entry, which was 2020. That's usually what people think about with Italy is these men with big, booming beautiful voices singing love songs maybe i'm just stereotyping but i love it when italy goes outside of that like soldi you know was very catchy uh when they did that um and then this one is it's a different vein it's not the obvious and that's what i like about italy when they actually go outside of the norm and i feel like this one did it well i don't even like this type of music i'm gonna be honest with you I don't like hard like rock or metal or things like that. Like Finland, I respect what they did. Eurovision doesn't stand for these two songs usually. And so I like it when people add something different. I, I love that. I love that. And so this the Finland song totally represents Finland. This I didn't expect coming from Italy. I never would have thought of Italy having a scene like this, I guess. And maybe that's just my ignorance. And I was kind of surprised by it. But I, I liked it. And I mean, you know people would love it. Oh, I know people who would love it. For me personally, would I listen to it and put it on my Spotify? Probably not. But I just, I liked the group. I think they had a nice, fresh, good look. Um, I think the song was very catchy. And sexy. And sexy. They play their <laughs> instruments. They just aren't afraid to like get down and, and, and be gross especially or, some of the imagery flip their eyelids yeah i was waiting for it turn <laughs> their eyelids female who did that oh she did i, yeah, didn't I was that. like damn i noticed that there were there were parts I, I i'm epileptic or have had epilepsy in the past so there was one part where i was like whoa the flashing lights and then there was another one that they're spinning the camera maybe a little nauseous mm -hmm. but when it was i compared them to finland because they are kind of the same style of music they and are. what set them apart to me is finland was more repetitive this i felt was less repetitive more catchy and yeah. instruments. I really respected the, uh, the musicianship. So, yeah. Right. I and liked it more than I thought I would. Yeah, and what I like is it can cross over into like mainstream kind of, kind of like if I guess if you're looking at the 90s music in the US where it was a little bit harder with like Pearl Jam and things like that. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Things like that that went into the mainstream a little bit. I could see this doing that because it's not offensive. You had said White Stripes is who it is. Uh, a little bit. It reminded me a little bit of, I mean, I don't really know the White Stripes that well, but that kind of certain Feel. things of it reminded me of it and people are probably going, damn you, no. But I actually think it was really strong from Italy. It was unique and, and I appreciate Italy for doing that and they kept it in their own language which I love they did these styles and they did it in their own language which what I find interesting with Italian is every single entry you can always understand what people are saying because of the language there's so many consonants in it but yet the beautiful vowel sounds you can always understand Italian which I appreciate yeah did, did the fact that I liked it as much as I did surprise you yeah because originally you were kind of eh so I liked it more than you did I thought yeah you know? uh, but it, it really 
first impressions, sometimes you got to give some songs yeah, a second chance. Some songs I've given a second chance, Russian Woman, and they don't go anywhere mm. for me. Moving on. Uh, you're good? We can move on? I am good. Cool. The next one we should talk about, I feel, is uh, Germany. Yes. <laughs> which, which, Germany. Look, I will say this. Germany in 2020 did not necessarily... And look, I'm rooting for you, Germany. I want... Das ist gut. Ja. I want Germany to do well. But in 2020, Germany did not um, impress me. This year we have, I think I'm pronouncing it right, Jendrik, I Don't Feel Hate. And yes. I ranked this number eight oh, of wow. my, my I, look, I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for it. It's catchy. It's fun. Apparently it's very polarizing because Kimberly and I have been researching a little bit on Eurovision. We found a little bit. Um, maybe too much about what's going on. The beginning of the video was interesting. I like the chipperness. I like the brightness. I like that it was like it felt like a ukulele. Uh, I, I like. I don't know that the it confused me sometimes when it got heavy, and then sometimes I felt it got too wordy, like around the chorus. Like sometimes the enunciation, like yeah, and even the I don't feel hate. I just feel sorry is the main theme. I'm like, is sorry, sorry for me? Or do you mean I feel pity? I, I, I wasn't sure he was communicating as well as he could have. That's my downers for it, why I didn't rank it higher. I'm rooting for it. But I'm also, I love the video. I love the video. And what I liked actually more, interestingly enough, is the playout. He did a playout where basically it was more instrumental and there were yeah. harmonies. I like that a lot. Actually, I think I liked it better than the original song. Oh, no. But that's just my opinion. No, that's fair. But... As far as Germany, yo, step up. I, I, you, you, you moved up in my world. You, you delivered a strong entry. I, I'm rooting for you. I don't know how it'll go in the world. I think there might be tap dancing in the presentation in Eurovision. It's fun. I just don't know how well fun translates in Eurovision. It's a fun song. This one actually, I, I really liked a lot. Immediately, it just, I think it's catchy. I think it's fun. I get that. I don't feel hate. I just feel sorry. I think it's, I just feel sorry for you because you hate. That's how I take it. And I agree um, with you. It's just the wording confused me. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's there. I just, I, I can't believe, like I was reading some of the comments, there's a lot of hate, especially from Germany for, on this For song. I don't feel hate. Yeah. I'm like, coming from Germany, I'm like, you guys, what are you doing? This is actually one of the better things that you put out in a couple years so um maybe it's just from my perspective i think it's fun i, I love the video i love yes, the video because it basically shows like everybody receiving hate but then they give it to everyone else too in their own time so it's kind of like you're all guilty of it it, it, it but it's fun it's not pounding you over it, it's giving you a message but it's doing it in a fun way which i like it's not heavy-handed it, and it's just fun i think he's fun i think the song is fun i love the middle finger that middle finger oh yeah is my spirit animal that's me every day so i absolutely love the song and i'm, I'm kind of sad it's not getting love. the love it deserves and from what i've seen it's like towards the bottom interestingly enough when she says she loves the middle finger for those of you not seeing the video there's a person in a middle finger costume yes. from the beginning she i i'm assuming she's going to show up at the I semifinal oh, no final she they're not in the semifinal they're no, in the they final automatically because the big five and the host automatically make yeah. make it so that and what i also liked about this and i didn't say is sometimes you need the video to communicate because the song yeah. doesn't do well enough this one i didn't need the video I meaning the video is great but i got the emotion from the lyrics and the song itself yeah. he conveyed it well in yeah. not the video just language. makes it better though Oh, I agree. I agree. But it's just quirky. It gets the job done. You're not bored. At least but I wasn't. feel sometimes some songs rely too heavily on a video to compensate what they I lack agree. in the song itself. And this is not one of those songs. No. This song can stand on its own. 
even with or without tap dancing. I'm, <laughs> I'm prepared because I think was it was it the German final where they had tap dancing. You've seen a clip I've of this seen it. tap there dancing. There were yeah, people tap dancing. Which look, I don't know how that'll translate. Yeah, anyway, we'll anything more you need no, to say? Not, I don't feel you don't feel hate towards. I don't feel hate. No, I love that song. <laughs> oh, you're not telling me where you ranked it, so that's no, interesting. To I'm me. not telling you anything. I'm showing all my cards up front. Yes, you are. Um, the, well, in general. So the other one of the big five that we have not talked about yet is France. Mm -hmm. And France, um, the performer's name is Barbara Pravi. The song is Voila. And for me personally, what I can say is, whoa, what a turnaround. Because last year in 2020, I, I really didn't like France's entry. I remember they had the Eiffel Tower in it and they needed the Eiffel Tower, but even the Eiffel Tower couldn't save yeah, that we song. We don't feel hate. We just feel sorry. I don't, I feel... <laughs> <laughs> I think you owe Jendrick some money right now because you just stole his lyrics. <laughs> Regardless, France, for me, yo, some of the countries had a hard time uh, capitalizing on that year off and basically they didn't deliver as strongly as they did in 2020. France is the opposite to me. I think France picked a new performer. Yeah, they scrapped a, that guy. They, woof, they <laughs> turned it around completely and I was very impressed by uh, this song. Yeah. Uh, uh, Let me tell you, when I first saw this video... Well, the first thing you said was her, thing, you said her shoes were terrible. You didn't like her shoes. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> but what I will say is that as soon as I saw this video, I the first thing I uttered a second, apparently, was, this is the most French thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, everything about it has, like, the, the, the performance kind of art going on to tell the story. You know, a beautiful woman dressed up classically French, and you just beautiful put together well the french language of course the feel of the song is so french and i mean that in the best way possible when i say that that is not a negative thing that's a beautiful thing i love the story of it i got it without even un and i speak enough french but i don't speak it fluently to get the gist of it but it's you know it's kind of pushing your demons away and and it's just done very well but in a very artistic French way. So I I love this piece. I I think when you say artistic French year, way French way do you think that was the music itself or the video as well or both? It's the video but the music if you heard it the song Uh-huh uh-huh. What you would know with the language, but you would know this was from France. Just the sound of the music, the the way it was built. But when you talked about the demons being shoved away, would you have gotten that from just the song itself, or uh, that's what I'm asking? Um, parts of it, but I don't speak it fluently, so Got I it. think you know, not everybody's going to get that from it. I just think it's a beautiful song. I feel like when countries go with their languages, it does put them at a disadvantage. But then Soldi was number two a couple years ago. So it just depends. And I feel like this one is just so lovely and her voice is very lovely and the stylizing of it um, is beautiful. So I, I think this one's a you, huge I, win. For I cut you off when you were comparing it to last year's. What was your thought comparing this to France's entry well, last year? Well, last year with France, they didn't know if they wanted to be English and French. They were doing mm -hmm. both. And with mm -hmm. this, they just went, you know what? This, this was not good. So let's take it because they were like, here's the Eiffel Tower, France. But I do and remember last year, it was so bored, so no, bored. I, no, but it was just, it was like the Eiffel Tower. It was all these things representing what other people think France is. And it was like, what? This one was France. I got it. And you felt the culture. Yes, the cu actual culture came through, not the, this is what tourists want to see. And we didn't want to see that. And I think it... I'm, I feel bad for that guy, but really, he... <laughs> but I think it harkens back to the French chanteuse or the, mm -hmm. the French style sure. singing. But also what I liked about her, I'm curious to see how it'll pan out in the live performance. 
be, what I liked about it is that I felt she didn't feel the need to oversell or mm -mm. belt. Because sometimes in Eurovision, women want to just scream their uh, face off and call that a G5 thing. every five seconds. Like, yeah, I got it. Anyone can do a G5. And I didn't feel that Ms. Pravi felt the need to do that. No. And I appreciated that. I felt like, she, much like I brought up with Italy's entry, I felt as though she was a show, show woman. She, yeah. she... I, I got the mood. She took me on a journey and I appreciated it. And I like that journey. So, yes. So the last one, those are the big five. The last one that we need to mention is the Netherlands, which is the host this year. Yes. And the Netherlands, it, I ranked this one number 16 out of the 39 entries. This is another repeat entry. Mm -hmm. His name, I want to say it right, is Jean-Gu Macruy. It, it, the song is called Birth of a New Age. And I know last year you really enjoyed the uh, entry, the Dutch I did. entry. So I did. this year is, I felt about the same. <laughs> and this is my, I, I, there were times I didn't like the call and response. I understand why it was there. Um, I, I did start out not by looking at the video, but there was a part that I liked, but also was a little bit, uh, I don't know that it's conveying to me, which is, you know num broccoli. You know num. What, what do you even know the lyric there? No, I don't. But somebody online said African, it too. I think di uh, African language. But no, uh, people have said that that's what they heard. Something um, about broccoli. Yeah. No, it's African language. I. But we think it's broccoli. No. Uh, no, we the listener who does not oh, speak the language. Okay, Me gotcha. and there was at least one other person online. There was a couple. Yeah. Okay. We we think something about broccoli. So this one I ranked sixteenth. I thought it was okay. I, I don't hate this performer. I think I liked him last year a little bit better. Uh, I think the reason for that is this one I felt spoke to me intellectually rather than emotionally. Mm -hmm. I felt that good music can apply to both, but this one I felt was kind of about a cause and an idea. And when you had said, we don't, you know, it's Eurovision, we don't want cause and ideas. I understand it and I get it. I just don't know that it speaks to me on an emotional level as well as some others did um for me it did especially if you see the video i think it, it without the video you're not getting the full aspect of what the song's about to be honest with you if you listen to the lyrics it's there but i liked it because it's um you know we're not going to get too much into history especially with the netherlands and things but this probably is a very deep rooted song um for some people within the culture and it's kind of taking back your power when it was taken away instead of letting it break you you find it well, you already had it, but you bring it forth, and that's what I liked about it. And the the back and forth singing, I liked call it. And response, yeah. The call and response because it's it's basically to your people, you know. It's 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 empowering. It's it's about the African experience in bad situations and basically kind of um, rebirthing yourself. It is. There were a number of songs that did use a call and response. I just felt this was less gimmicky than other ones. And I hear what you're saying when you say the video added a lot to it. I yeah. hear you and I don't disagree. But I yet, loved the video. if I am holding other entries to the account that their song needs to speak for itself, then I should do the same for the Netherlands. So I can't give the Netherlands a free pass. Meaning... Your song needs to convey it as well as the other countries. I expect to do the same. No, I, I hear what you're saying. I just feel like it's a very powerful piece, and, and watching it again, it really struck me, especially with the, the historical importance of it. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, with that, I think we're moving into we the top five. We are moving into the top five, Woo! baby. Yeah. So, so, we are actually ranking these, okay? This is how it is going to be. We are ranking it. it. So, I am going to start with number Okay. And this one kind of pains me a little bit. I wanted it to go up higher, but Ooh. it didn't. It was it was between this and number four. So this is Victoria from Bulgaria. Oh. I put her as number five. I loved her last year. She actually, I think, made my top three. And I just love this artist. And the reason why 
this made Spotify for me because she feels established to me. There's certain people here that you're like, oh, this is a Eurovision um, person. You know, that's what they do. They're not necessarily an artist. And I'm not slamming them, but that's how I look at it. With her, with Victoria, I feel like she already has a career or should have a career. She seems comfortable, much like Hoover Phonic. They just feel comfortable. They feel like an established group or an established performer, and they make me feel comfortable. And she reminds me very much of um, Ingrid Michaelson mm -hmm. and uh, Fiona Apple to a degree um, mixed together a little bit. I feel she just feels very familiar to me in that respect and in a good way it's a very simple song i'm afraid it's one of those songs that's going to get lost in the shuffle because it's not necessarily powerful vocals it's not flashy and that worries me but i love this song i love her i can't wait to hear more of her songs they're going straight on my spotify i love this woman i actually ranked her number 10 which okay. i liked her more than i thought i would one of the things that camberly uh, and I will remember this for you because I don't know what you remember. First, when you read the title, which was Growing Up is Getting Old, you weren't a fan of the title. No, I don't like the title. But then once you got in the song, you were buying in. Yes. Is what I believe. Absolutely. Uh, for me, I felt no, much like I said, for the Netherlands or many other countries, you can't rely on a video to prop you up. I will say this video was well made. It yes. was a well made video. I went back and watched it. And when I was ranking, she was on my bubble of the top 10. Yeah. And I, I almost knocked her out, but part of it is I like it's unique. I like that the lyrics were intelligent and had something to say, mm -hmm. whereas many of the entries this year I felt it was just generic and that didn't have much, or it was <laughs> nonsensical lyrics, we could say. Yeah. So I, I can't reward that and not reward the, I felt there was some intelligence put into this yes. piece. What downgraded me a little bit was for me, her voice. It, it took some getting used to for me. It, it's, it's everyone's got their own yes, taste. Yes, they do. I tend to be a fan of altos more than sopranos, and I'm not saying she's a soprano. I'm just saying she has a very distinct voice. And I love it. And, and we're different people. No, I know, I and know. So, and so for me, I put it 10, but can't really put it in the top five, so yeah. I did. I love this one. My number five, and, and I will say this, this year was hard for me ranking because last year it was hardcore easily for me in that I felt that the ones that I liked were ones that Europe or America or the world would like. This year, I can't say the same. So mm -hmm. I, I really approach this from a what do I like and what speaks to me, not necessarily what the general public would like. And that being said, I had to re-rank three times. So <laughs> this one at one point was my number one, but now it's my number five. And this one is Latvia, Samantha Tina, The Moon is Rising. So Ooh. originally, I had put her number one. Part of it is she got a belt. Part of it was the belt, she does. part of it was the concept of woman power, but in the end that wasn't enough for me because the bass line or the bass singing, the won't, 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 was a little bit grating. I hate call and response in this one. Like you brought up in the Netherlands how they did it right. This one, and it didn't yeah. work for me. It didn't work for me here because it seemed um, manipulative. It seemed like they're trying to do a gimmick there. So that kind of was why I was okay putting it down because when I thought about it i'm like what is it i like about this song what i don't like the song what i like a lot is samantha tina i like her voice a lot i'm yeah, excited to see how she'll do she it live sing. i i felt there was a drag queen i felt there was a little person i felt like they were trying to be inclusive i, I get what they were trying to do with the concept so I'm, I'm rooting but i'm not full in and i can't root fully what i root for is that it's catchy and what i root for is the performance value yes the song itself i felt was trying too hard at times so I like it and I think it may do well 
actually in the European uh, contest. Yeah, it, I think it will do well. Um, I, I just didn't find it as empowering as a female. I felt like it was a bunch of hot chicks dancing around until the end where they showed women of different sizes and different appearances. But until then, it, was, um, it, it wasn't it was as empowering. Though her voice is quite impressive as a vocalist, I will say I'm impressed by her voice. And I have heard her live here and there, and she's pretty impressive. So yeah. I'm excited to see what she does. Sure, I liked her this year better than I did last year. Last year's entry, I was okay with, but this year, not so much. So, uh, your number four this year. What was yes. your number four? So the the number four is actually Iceland. So oh. I'm not even going to pretend <laughs> like I can say their name because I, oh, I can not. say it. It's Dolph Ogagna Magnith. Yeah, there you go. I can't do that. So <laughs> ten years is what it's called. I'm not saying I nailed it. I, I actually, yeah, <laughs> I actually really like this one. I liked them last year. I like them this year. I feel like they're a little bit stronger this year, and I love every minute of it. Um, it's kind of revenge of the nerds, like being kind of cool but not and that's what i love about it they don't take themselves seriously they have a lot of fun here's the thing if you're going to do a retro song and this is what i'm talking about like the black mamba or like denmark that did a retro song in poland they did very 80s feels feeling songs or late 70s 80s feeling songs this is how you do it right it's like this is the way you do it iceland is um to make it updated enough that it gives you the retro feel but it's catchy and good I, I thought I you were a sucker for the fire. Because well, they like had instruments that... I do like the fire, but I just... I really like just the deadpanness of it all. Um, and yet, it was a fun, good, catchy song. And that's how you do retro song. Were they an honorable mention for you last year? Or do you not remember? Um, they, I don't remember. I don't think they were. I liked them, but they were top ten, but they didn't win. You liked them a lot last year. This year, I ranked them actually number six. So, I actually liked them a lot better this year than I did last year. At one point, and I mentioned I re-ranked a few times, I did put them in my top five, but upon further reflection, I felt as though the song... He, he gets a little bit fast. I'm not necessarily anti the the how quick the lyrics are spat out because they're there, and I was impressed by his lower register. I like the strings. I just felt the strings were a little bit misleading in the beginning, but I was okay with being surprised. I just, I just, I, 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 I don't feel it would appeal to me enough as some of the other songs in that I like it, but it feels almost like. I'm not going to say hipster, but almost like I'm liking it because I feel I should rather than I genuinely like it. Uh, I do feel it's catchy, but I don't know that this is one I would listen to and, and be all in. And I was looking for those songs I'd be all in. I do like it, and I actually could see it doing pretty well. I think it will do well. I yeah. just don't know how many are liking it because it's quote-unquote cool to like it and how many genuinely like it. That being said, I do like it so much better than I liked them last year. Last year I was not a fan, and this year I loved them. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I'm giving a lot of my reservations about people. My number four, actually, uh, <laughs> and I just laugh because I think that um, Kimberly will see this coming because we talked about formulaic and such. I chose Malta, which is Destiny singing Jemakas, which she called to the ladies. It's another woman, and apparently I'm a big into women yeah. in power. This one, what I liked was it was catchy. It showed a little bit of culture. One of my disappointments this year is I felt like my top five last year, there were four of them that I could tell, oh, I, I get a sense of their culture and a sense of where they're from. Now, I'm not saying Malta speaking French left, right, and sideways, but I got a sense of where she was from. She did have some vocal tech, like technique behind it, so she did jump around with the vocals, which impressed me. But I also liked the wit. When one of her lines was, excuse my French, 
which she meant it as a pun, and I liked that she was witty enough to give that and portray that. And that made me respect her, uh, or respect the writing of the actual piece and the actual song itself I liked. Yeah, um, this one, I, um, I actually didn't like this one. That's fine. I, I think it's going to be pretty popular with people. For me, I actually am kind of tired of the female empowerment. Because <laughs> as the female no, of the room. A, no, I love female empowerment. I just feel like these songs aren't necessarily the way to do it. And the, I didn't feel the lyrics are very strong in a lot of ways. I, I don't think it was well written. I think it's very catchy, which people would like. And she has a lot of charisma. But frankly, I just, it fell flat for me. So it was, it was towards the bottom for me. Uh, I know, which is going to be weird because I think everybody's going to love the song. I think it's going to do extremely well. I just feel like I don't get it. Maybe. She caught my attention, and and that's what I liked. And I did think it felt a little bit more American than European, but I guess I don't know that the Eurovision Song Contest is looking for more of that cultural where are they from thing. I felt she has some pipes, and I feel it will appeal to the toy audience or the people who like Netta's toy. See, I like toy, and I just I felt you that don't think it'll appeal to yeah, but it doesn't appeal to me. No, I think Toy, I agree. No, I agree Toy was more clever. I just but, think this will appeal to that audience. This is like Toy Light. As I've said, I feel like this year was a weaker year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So the um, next one is actually number three for me. And uh, moving along, it is Germany. So I don't have to talk about that long. I actually really <laughs> love this one. I did put it in my top five. I know it has no chance in hell of making it to the top five. I know that. But I'm doing this from what I like and what I've enjoyed. So I am sticking with it. Germany is number three for me. I absolutely adore the song. Adore. So my number three is a repeat of, and I actually think it's the exact same position as I had it last year. It's a performer who came in last year in 2020 and I loved and I still love the performer. It's Switzerland's Gion Tears. Mm -hmm. And Gion's Tears. And the name of the song is Tout le Univers, I think. Can you pronounce it better than Tout I can? Tout le Univers. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I speak French decently, but not great. Better than <laughs> so. I do. So my, my whole thing is I love him. I love his voice. I think he's vocally very gifted. And I loved Respondez Moi. This is not that song. I like him and I like the song. I just felt Respondez Moi was better. And that's what was frustrating to me. I'm rooting for him. I felt his song construction reminded me at some points a little bit like Tori Amos. And it seemed a little bit to be too short. I wanted more. I'm not sure it got to where I wanted it to go, but I enjoyed it a lot and I'm rooting for it. I think it is a strong entry, partially because of the song itself and because of him, but I feel like last year's was better. Okay. So moving on to number two. Um, oh, sorry, there it is. I had to think because I was about ready to switch it. So I'm actually going with France. Voila. Oh. That is my number two. I really love this song. I think it is a great song. I'm sticking by how great it is. I. Mm, it's just a well-constructed song. It's everything that France should be. And... I love this. I love this piece. I freaking love this piece. So, I, like I said, I love when countries do them. And this just is France. They did a beautiful job with it. I felt like they didn't, they weren't true to themselves last year. They were true to themselves this year, and it's a winner. It's a winner. So, my number two was Romania. It was really? Roxanne's Amnesia. That's such a good song. Again, I was re-ranking a lot. It, there was a lot going on. I feel what it was my number one for a while there, and wow. why it was my number four is my number one. I landed a number two with it, it because it's the song I would probably listen to 
on my Spotify. It's the one I would listen to. I feel it as a message. I don't feel she is the strongest vocalist. No. I feel there was some auto-tune in there, but I'm trying my best to judge the song itself. Is it a perfect song? I am not saying that. I feel parts were repetitive, but I would listen to this and I think that it has a concept about self-love and, mm -hmm. and about um, accepting yourself in your journey. And I think I, I can glom onto that and get those lyrics. I think that it, it comes across when it's presentable. The video was good. The video was oh, strong. It was a good video. representation. Uh, it took me a few minutes to understand her because, yeah, it, it's not her first language. I like the raspiness of her voice. I felt she had interesting interesting concepts and I felt the auto-tune was a little bit distracting at times. But I like the concept of losing yourself while you're trying to have it all. Uh, yeah, you know what's interesting is actually, and I'll just say it, this was uh, my number, I have two tied for number six, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so th that was actually it. Mm. I really like this one, but th th my problem was it's so auto-tuned. You can't do that at the competition. No. So to me, it's like, why would you do it in the recording? You know, maybe it's because they want to have a perfect recording. Or gain popularity, so that way when it's actually there, even though it's not as good as the recording, people will vote for it. Cause but people I will be disappointed if it's not, and that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Yeah. with it when you auto-tune it that much you're concerning me and it's not that vocally difficult of a song no it was not so if it's not vocally difficult why do you need to be auto-tuned so that makes me nervous but what i liked about her was that she's very fresh this is kind of um a self-help song i would call it mm -hmm. that's what i call it but it's done in a modern way that is accessible to people it's not done in a way where you're like oh grown you know it i this one i actually really liked um i love the staging of it um i i think it was really well done and you get the message from the video and the song it's just the auto-tune worries me a little bit but again this is a self-help song done right and it's an anthem i want to listen to it's not pounding me over the head with cheesiness you know chicken soup for the soul which i'm not insulting you if you like that book i'm just saying i'm not into that and I just felt this is a little bit true about well, people's struggles. And I think part of it was that, it, that I was trying to wrestle with what makes it okay when she does it, but not okay when other people do it. I didn't feel she was preaching. Thank I you. felt as though she was revealing her own struggle. And I yeah. think you can learn from my own struggle. And I feel that's what got yeah, me to buy nice. into what she was selling. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. So, so I, I, I was a big fan. You've revealed one of your honorable mentions. I so. have. So. so we're going to talk about our honorable mention. I had two, but one is already out there. So the next one is, believe it or not, this is one that I really, okay, last year, if you listened to this, I slammed the hell out of it. It was actually rock bottom for me last year. Rock bottom. The artist or the country? That the song in general, the, the the just everything about it, I hated this song. This is Ukraine. Believe oh, but not, it's a different song. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, song, wow. Same group was Shum and it's called Goa. I love this song this year. Really? I, yeah. It, uh, it it is not going to make it. It is not going to make it to the top <laughs> no. ten, which makes me sad. And here's why: is because I appreciated this last year was the um, the uniqueness to Ukraine and its culture, and I love that. Um, but she had some pitch problems, and the song was kind of screechy last year, where it was just it stayed too screechy for too long. This time, this one has dimensions. It brings back the flutes or whatever it is that they use for uh, Ukraine instrumentation. Um, the video is amazing. If you haven't seen it, it's very much um, kind of like Mad Max. She's like cooler than I am. I but there's also <laughs> two versions of the video there out there. There are two versions out there, but I like her. I, I like the look of the band. I like her. She is just cool. She's, she's, she could kick my ass, and I like it. So, 
it's just bringing in what makes the Ukraine and their own type of music or traditional music interesting and updating it in a way that younger people would listen to it but still get a taste of their culture. It's a way of just sneaking it in there, like putting like broccoli into like bread or something or like cooking some kind of meatloaf or something so a kid will eat it. This is the way to do it and I really like them. I, yeah. I love the song. I put it number 26. Aww. And you know what it is? It's the beginning and Again, I said, I'm not a fan of sopranos. I like altos if we're talking about female voices. And there's a beginning where it's like, it's not even a woman's voice. It's an instrumentation, if I remember right. Like a... Yeah. And it's repetitive. It's not, I, I wrote down in my notes, is there a bird in heat? Like in here, I felt like there was a bird in heat. And uh, I thought, I was concerned it was going to go on the entire song. I was glad when it went away. And I guess that's why, for me, I ranked it so low. Because I cannot listen to that. Like, that. that's... I did like them a lot better than last year. I yes. will say that. It was a vast improvement. I saw both videos of this year, the the one that they did before Eurovision and the one they've entered in Eurovision. I actually liked the one that they didn't enter in Eurovision, yeah, that version of the video. That was actually nice. Uh, but I, I didn't hear any pitch problems. I, I, I'm wondering about the live performance going to be like. It also seemed like this got faster and faster and faster. So yeah, I thought my, ten well, my tension level started going up. That's so great. I didn't hate it. I just... the. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. It, was, it was just I I I can't I couldn't get past that. Oh, I but part of it is just because I, I understand it's a song contest, and I've been saying that like throughout this. Yeah. But it also has to be palatable, and there's part of that note that was on not not palatable. For me, it didn't bug me, so I am excited to see what they do with it live. I can't wait. I see. Well, my honorable mention because honestly, of my numbers six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. We have talked about all except for one. And so I am going to talk about the one that we did not mention. Okay. My six, seven, eight, nine, ten in no particular were Iceland, Germany, Bulgaria, Italy, and the one we did not name will be my honorable mention. And I know it's gonna be polarizing. It's Moldova. <laughs> it's just Natalia Godienko Sugar. Oh. And I know Cameron remembers this no. one. They had me at the title. Look, it's danceable. It's a guilty pleasure. <sighs> the video is well put together. And I'm not even relying on the video. I, as I said, I'm consistent on that. I didn't watch the video. It had a beat. It was fun. It. Then when I watched the video, obviously there was money going to the video. It was ridiculous. Now, yes. am I proud of this choice? No. <laughs> is it a guilty pleasure? Yes. But because we've already discussed my other four in my top ten, there were a number of songs that were all catchy and danceable, and I'm not trying to shout out El Diablo, oh, but there's some that one was bad. Exactly. Mama there's Sita. some there's oh. some that the lyrics are just so bad Poorly that, that I don't yeah. care how danceable you are, you just don't you know, it doesn't work for me. Or you're Leave forgettable. Leave Spanish language alone. Whereas, <laughs> well, it's not even that one. No, I, but a lot of them use the Spanish language. And look, I'm like, why, why is Spanish? I mean, I love Spanish, but it's like, what are you doing to this TikTok beautiful language? TikTok was danceable. That was the upper end of the spectrum. Yeah. Denmark, danceable. Up, I mean, mm. uh, I, but that's my point. Yeah. Is that Sugar for me was danceable. It was catchy. And it wasn't so atrocious in the lyrics. It was not It was memorable. The video was good. And you said she looks like a blonde Tori Amos. She did. So. Here's the thing. I'm really big into songstresses. Not songstresses. Like in France. I love women like singers and all this. And, and, and Tori 
I adore. And she's not fun to guess, but she should. She looks exactly like a blonde Tori Amos back in the day. And it was freaking me out the whole video. It was. It was freaking me the hell out. It it was interesting to see her in this light. And that's even before Natalia ate the guy's face. Yeah. Cameron was like, what? She didn't even pay attention to all that. She was too obsessed with She looks so much like Tori. No, I I paid attention to the face being. I was like, I did not see that coming. So, Moldova, mm. you, you, you get my shout out because we haven't talked about any other one if i was to rank those it would be iceland it, i i think iceland is more uh, palatable solidable yeah, more I'll intelligent say. but i'm sorry for Iceland's, those who like Madol, and I mean, that, that, that's it that iceland may not be as danceable though so that's okay it's not always about dance no it's not Look, but it is your 2019 there you go you, you never know what's gonna happen so here is our number ones so here's my number one, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, I, I, I'm going to stick by it. It's To La Universe oh. by Jan's Tears. I did go with it. Now, this may be a little controversial because I don't think it will. I think the song's going to do extremely well. Do you and think it'll win? I think, it, I think it can make top three. Absolutely. I think it can make top three. And here's the thing. Okay. It is not as, as good as Respondi Moi which was last a year, that entry, I feel like that song was a winner, for sure. I feel like he was chasing such a wonderfully constructed song. I think he came close, but it isn't the same. And I'm going to say that. I think it's a wonderful song. At first I was kind of like, hmm. But then I actually woke up, this is creepy, I woke up a couple nights in a row to the song in my head. And I was sitting there and looking up at the ceiling going, yeah. It actually is quite beautiful and constructed in a very unique way, and I can't think of what artist it reminds me of. But it's a strange construction for a song. It doesn't for me, it was really Tori. fit. <laughs> no, especially it, right before the the bridge. That there was something with the piano he did that I was yeah, like, yeah, that's ah. not it. It, it. it. I don't know what it is. It's very unique, and it's something that's unique to Eurovision. I really enjoy it. Um, I love that he uses the French language. His voice is incredible. Yeah. It, he's always going to sell me. And this is why I'm excited by this one. I've watched Responde Moi elsewhere, and I feel like he actually is worse in the studio. And that's not saying worse as in bad. He's an excellent, one of the best singers I've heard in a long time. But I think he actually shines better live. I think his voice comes alive. Which is rare. Yeah, exactly. Usually yeah. in the studio, people sound their best. I actually have seen live recordings where he sounds better. And that excites me i cannot wait to see what he does with the song live because he's obviously very comfortable being on the stage like some of them crumble or yeah. they have pitch problems i think he's gonna rock it which is gonna shock the hell out of people and i cannot wait i want to see the staging i love this guy even beyond this i hope he puts out a whole um recording i just i don't want him to stick in the high part too much because sometimes that could become a shtick mm -hmm. um even uh freddie mercury he he didn't do that with every song you know you can't rely on that too much because then it becomes kind of predictable but i think it works for this song and i can't wait to see what he does in the future he deserves to have a huge career he really does I love the live and the live thing is interesting because i feel as though live you got to do it first time one shot for romance it's not multiple takes kind yeah. of thing. so that's even more impressive and i i don't know that samantha tina that's one of the things that i'm excited for i when I was yeah. talking, I'm impressed. I'm looking forward to seeing what she does in live performance because I asked you, do you think she'll be able to deliver? So it sounds like we both feel Samantha Tina and Guillaume's oh, yeah. tears in the live performances will do well. Based Which on excites scene. me. And that's what, as somebody who appreciates vocals, that's what I'm excited for. And I think he, I, I just can't wait to see what he does. I, I think, I, I just think he's a marvel. I really do. So um, my number one is 
it's France. It is yeah. Barbara Pravi. Voila. And that's why I had said go. earlier, for me, it was such a turnaround. And the re-ranking, what finally got me to rank it number one is because Kimberly and I were talking, it's about what speaks to you. And what I love about this song is I felt something. She took me on a journey and I connected both with the video and without. It doesn't matter. And and the more I read about it, like I no, my French is not good, but it actually inspired me to look it up. And basically the humility or the tenderness she showed with some of the lyrics like they translate to English to mean look at me, the wannabe singer. And to me, to reveal yourself as a wannabe singer, it's basically saying like I'm a phony, I'm a fake. I'm not good enough. But yeah. and and that kind of um emotional uh, rawness or the ability to expose her heart like that really drew me in. The, the song itself is about her insecurities in the shadows and I do feel that comes across in the video but when she was interviewed part of it is, has to do with her own life and has to do with uh, domestic violence oh. and the struggle she's gone with and one of the things she said in an interview is it's at the end of 25 years of a battle with myself to feel happy to feel proud to understand that I am capable of doing things that's kind of what comes across in this song. Um, they, they talk about this song as supposed to convey a journey from insecurity to strength, from self-doubt to self-acceptance. She, she wanted to be portray, or she did portray, a woman who has overcome the demons and the ugliness of domestic violence and insecurities. Uh, she, what I liked about it a lot is I feel that it wasn't just a song, but it was her song. It felt very personal and mm -hmm. revealing, and it took me someplace. And that's why I, I'm... It's not that I think it will be number one, because looking at the statistics, honestly, out of the last 10 Eurovision Song Contests, only one and a half were in English of the winners. I say a half, because one was 2017, it was in Portuguese, and in 2016, it was Crimean Tatar and English. So the songs had both languages in 2016. The last time a French person has won was Celine Dion mm -hmm. in 1988. So do I think she'll win? I don't think she'll win. But do I love the song and does it make me feel things? Yes. Yeah. And that's why I love her and I'm rooting for her. And it's interesting that both of us actually well, are rooting for French. Well, and that's why <laughs> these two, actually, I went back and forth between um, the, these two, uh, Switzerland and France. They were neck and neck and I just didn't know where to put them. I think part of it is my love for his, his past work. Uh, Guillaume's tears and, and who he is as a person kind of pushed it over the edge. Um, what's interesting is is that they're both rather young. I didn't realize she was that young. So you have, like, especially with him, mm, like, to have that vocal... I didn't say that were sage. Oh, I mean, she went through 25 years 25 of years that. where she went that, that gotcha. Yes. Which it doesn't matter. With with Jan's tears, I guess for me, it's more of, he's like 22 or 23 years old and he's this confident. But what I love is that both of us picked French languages. <laughs> not intentionally. French language. No, not at we all. We don't discuss this at all. It's a strong year for the French language. And I love that because I kind of love that the contenders are using their languages. I It doesn't always have to be in English. It, maybe it makes it easier to sell it. But I love the fact that these guys were strong enough to push their songs, personal songs, out there. Um, with their native language. I love that. I love that. That's why I love Eurovision. This is what I signed up for, damn it. And I got it. So to put it in perspective, yeah. Barbara Pravi is 28. And oh. ironically enough, today's her birthday. Woo! Today, so happy birthday, <laughs> Barbara Pravi. This won't be up by the time no, it won't. It, but, but we're recording it we're on recording your birthday. We're recording on birthday. <laughs> Yay! This is an excellent birthday gift. It's serendipitous. Exactly, exactly. So I think what we're going to do is go on to the odds. Yep. You know, so I always look this up. Noah does not, but I do because I am just interested. Um, but oh, but before we do that, who do you think will win? 
well, I, I, sorry, but I don't think Barbara will because I've brought up the statistics. But I mean, friend. because for me, I think what's gonna um, there's my preference versus who I think will win. right, and that's what I struggled with. I do like Romania, but I don't think I think it has more of an American appeal than a European appeal mm-hmm. of mine that I looked at. I. I feel like Malta has a better chance mm-hmm. than Latvia. Uh, those are the two that I really think will translate, that I like, but I think will translate to a broader audience. So I would say, from my perspective, either Malta or Latvia, the ones that spoke to me. So I think in general, Malta didn't speak to me. I think it's going to be in the top three, definitely. Do? Okay. I do, unfortunately. I, I just For me, it's kind of disappointing. It's just generic to a degree, and I like to see something a little bit more unique go through. Um, it's just, this could come from any country. So, but that's just me. That's my preference. You can go up yours. Um, so, Switzerland and Italy, I would put. I would definitely think France will be in the top five. I don't know if it'll crack the top You three. think Italy can win? I'm saying wow. they'll be in the top three. Oh, okay. Giving my yeah, top yeah. three. Yeah, yeah, that's but fine. I, I think France may be able to crack it. So, I'm thinking it's, it's right there between that and Italy. Wow. Okay, what do the odds say? Okay, so here's <laughs> the odds. And yeah. I wrote down my choices before I did the odds. So, I'm going to go with the top five. Belgium is number five. Oh, good right for now, Which surprised me. I didn't expect Belgium to do that, but I, my, I love her. She's my girl, so I'm excited. Then Italy is number four. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, I can see that. Switzerland is number three, oh. which breaks my heart a little bit. France is number two. <gasps> Shut up. Uh, yeah, I know. So, the two are right there, neck and neck. Barbara Pravi. Now, these are the odds. It doesn't mean that they're going to win, because when it comes to live, the live performances, the live performances and the staging, it could change a multitude of things. Oh, yeah. This is just with the videos and the song releases. And number one is Malta, which I was extremely disappointed. Really? Because you have Italy, Belgium. Basically, out of five, you have three of them that they're in their own native language, though there's several languages spoken in Switzerland. And then Malta and Bel... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's Bulgaria. It was Bulgaria's number five. I love Oh. I'm sorry. Sorry, it was number five in Bulgaria. So, yes. So, basically... That's it. So Malta, they're slating to win. I know originally it was going back and forth between Switzerland, France, and Malta. So those are the three, and hopefully it changes. I'm sorry. And I know people are cursing at me, but I just don't think Malta is... Switzerland, France, and Malta. What's interesting is it is a good year for French because Je Macasse is also French. It is, yeah. There it's you mostly go. in English, but they it do is. have French in it. It's very... Uh, which, I, which I get. I just I, I would be a little bit disappointed in Malta one. I just find it very generic. I could hear this every day in the U.S. being played on any radio station. And I'm so, most people are shaking their fist at me. I just don't find it very interesting. There's better women empowerment songs. Well, I think that part of the, <laughs> the struggle we have is Camberley and I differ in that I I tend to like more like catchy songs and I'll forgive a lot if it's not unique. Yeah. And Camberley tends to want to be stimulated intellectually and emotionally. So she wants something unique that's interesting. Not something yes. she could hear from any singer or any day of the week. Yeah, I don't so. want to hear that. I mean, if I want to hear like dance music, you know, great. Then I'll... then. I'll, I'll do that but if I'm drinking but if for everyday things it's just not like truth is my theme song little big I loved last year I mean they're dancey and fun it's not that I don't like that but I just there's so many strong contenders with great messages and wonderful constructed songs that I just feel that Malta's I don't want to say a cheap way of doing it but it's it's stereotypical Eurovision in my opinion in a lot of ways it just falls into that same dancey kind of thing and it's just, I, I want something more. But I don't think I'm the norm for Eurovision. Right. I'm more into messages and beautiful vocals and thoughts. So I think I'm in the minority. But ideally we have a mix of both. And, and that's yeah. why I actually 
I, I, I thought it was interesting because it, it, she did have some good vocals and I felt she did have something to say. But we're dwelling a lot on her and she's neither of our number one pick. It's I just, know. And she's not doing anything wrong. It has nothing to do with her personally. I, I appreciate what she's doing. You live your best life and she is. And, and that's great. But what we may end up doing, and we haven't discussed this, I'm just totally throwing we have it not. is once we see the rounds... We may revisit this and talk about what we thought after seeing them live. Not all of them, because that would be crazy. I would say, like, you know... So, she was talking... So, the for those of you who don't know, the semifinal rounds are May 18th and May 20th of 2021. Yeah. And then the finals will be on May 22nd. So, basically, what she's saying is watching semifinals and kind of reevaluating. We, we, we might have a couple of these episodes after we watch it. Maybe we'll do a quick less, not as long, drawn out as this one. Yeah, less. And much less. Much less. And <laughs> so you won't be afraid to come back. But, yes. <laughs> there you go. In that... Live your, enjoy Eurovision, and we'll be watching with bated breath to see who wins between Switzerland, Malta, and France, or if somebody surprises Italy completely. Bulgaria. But, you know, we'll see what happens. On that note, live your life as an exclamation, not an explanation. <laughs>